If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal. And I'm Joel. So, Daredevil is coming to Disney Plus, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about Daredevil coming to Disney Plus through the lens of us having three remarkable Daredevil seasons mm-hmm. and us having several Disney Plus Marvel shows. Uh, according to Kevin Feige himself, he said that Disney Plus and the shows were going to be like the new focus for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that the MCU was going to be contingent on the Disney Plus showings. That was going to be like a good bedrock for the new phase of Marvel uh, in, in, its, in its current form. It sure feels that way. It seems like they've rigged the timetables to where now usually one show ends just in enough time for a new movie to hit theaters. Absolutely. No, and it's 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 beautiful synergy and it's a smart move. It's the it's the right move. It's a move that I would have made had I been in charge and I was told, like, listen, we have to push this trillion dollar app. Uh it's gonna get more reach than some movies. So yeah. see what we can do here. Um, the overlap is also a brilliant strategy move for them, like where it's like, OK, we schedule the shows to be like overlapping each other, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. alternating between Star Wars and Marvel. Yep. Which is the whole reason why Disney bought Marvel and Star Wars in the first sure place to get is. the boy market. <laughs> and also, we still make animated movies at some point, too. We'll throw one of them and then we'll throw an Encanto in there, too. Right. Ooh. Of course. Yeah. You got to throw an Encanto or whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, we're getting Daredevil. Let's have a look at some of the showings from the MCU Let's. on the Disney Plus app and then talk a little bit about the Marvel Netflix shows and maybe compare them. And, yeah, uh, we have quite a cross section to go with when we were looking at this. It's like, wow, has there really been that many shows already? I know on, on the Disney Plus app. Exactly. Uh, so, so when we look at like what came out on Marvel or on Disney Plus from Marvel, mm-hmm. um, the debut show crap what was the debut show was it was wandavision it, uh, it was wandavision yeah it wasn't supposed to be it was supposed to be falcon winter soldier but uh a little thing called covid hit and everything had to be moved around mm-hmm. and it shows by the way like uh you, when you watch the falcon winter soldier i felt like i was watching the most like the strong like the strongest showing of a movie turned tv series yeah right like Mar- like falcon winter soldier felt like a movie Sure did, and it, and it felt like it was firing at all the all the all the Marvel studio cylinders that you'd expect. WandaVision, completely different animal. Oh, absolutely! In fact, I still think WandaVision might be the boldest creative swing they have taken, and the fact right? that it came out first is positively amazing. Because yeah, they they do these episodic, and this show wasn't afraid to be weird and out there, and they didn't care if you didn't like it. They made it with all the confidence of a company who's like, well, we made a billion dollars off our last twenty things, so it's cool if you don't like this one. Exactly, and what WandaVision is the one show that embraced well it's outside of what if but like embrace the format of it being like a tv show very and much so i've maintained and i will continue to that uh there is there is a divide between tv and movies the movies have only just re- movie stars movie actors have only recently over the last 10 years or so embraced tv mm. as a viable alternative they're like oh i can do more work 
I can get paid more money mm-hmm. if I just go to TV. And there's still some semblance of prestige Definitely. associated with it. But we can thank Brian Cranston and Breaking Bad for that. Everyone wants their Breaking Bad role. Right? Right? Oh, or True Detective. I True Detective is another, is another excellent example. But uh, the studios, I think the film studios still look at TV with some semblance of like, well, you're still, you're not quite our level. Yes, and even if you are prestige, even if you are streaming and you have to pay a monthly fee for it, you'll never, never compare to the silver screen. Right. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, yeah, yeah. It, oh, and there's a lot of attitude from there for being like, I didn't get into this business to do TV. There's a lot of that. Then again, you know, now is probably the perfect time for it because, you know, uh, culturally and historically it helped where it's like, yeah, TV's where it's at now. Why? Because I can't go to a movie theater anymore or I might die. Right. <laughs> or at the very least, get sick. Yeah. Get sick. And, and and it's it's more than a usual situation where I would get sick at the movies or going yeah. out in public. So, so I guess we're staying home tonight and watching the new streaming thing. <laughs> Well, and the fact that like movies have uh, most movies aren't worth going to the theater to see anyway. It's true. And they come uh, out quicker now. Yeah. And every time that I go to the movies, I regret it because I'm surrounded by fucking idiots. I know. Again, this this last three years has really soured me, not just on the human race, but on the theater experience. Where It's like you're all horrible mouth breathers who let your children run up and down the aisles. What is the matter with you? Yeah. I'll be honest. I haven't encountered any children in the theater in a long time, but I did encounter man children yeah and, you, you, uh, you go to a lot of more midnight movies than me i live in a shitty yeah. small oh town no no nowadays i see the premieres they're like five o'clock in the afternoon no, i'm oh, seeing wow. it with like flesh and blood normal regular people <laughs> uh they've just they, their stock has just diminished as human <laughs> beings but like anyway uh i i just i believe that marvel studios when they got into the netflix thing or the rather the uh the disney plus thing sorry mm-hmm. for you slip there but uh they um they're like, I don't know how to make TV shows. Yeah. I don't understand the format. I, I get it because I've watched a lot of it, but I don't <laughs> I don't understand the language of making something for a serialized format, which is ironic because, of course, the, the source material it is all uh, comics. It's all sequential. Yeah, exactly. But uh, they're like, I don't know how to make a TV show. And that's never been more apparent than in the last two showings. Uh, Hawkeye and Moon Knight have proven that like Marvel Studios is like, I don't really know what a TV show is or how to make one, which is hilarious given that the premiere showing was WandaVision, a, a, a concept that embraced the format and parodied it and oh, yeah. incorporated it into the narrative. So it's like, oh, like once you saw Net- WandaVision, everyone's like, oh, you get it. It's, it was a love letter to American television and the history of it. It's all through the lens of Nick and Knight. It's quite amazing, isn't it, that they did that the way they did. And also, again, perfect time that it hit a story that's all about wanda maximoff wrapping herself up in the blanket of nostalgia for shows she liked at a time when we were all trapped indoors and binging our favorite comfort shows anyway you literally could not have asked for a better you know lightning in a bottle moment completely agree uh so then you look at i mean you look at uh, what if was a decent enough show in it in, in as much as it was just little movies yeah that fit into the show time frame uh, in a fun animated style. We can still do animation. We can uh, mess with genre a little bit. We can do a scary zombie episode, but a funny Thor episode all back to back. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so then you look at 
Netflix and what they were doing, and they Ooh. were a straight up TV studio. Yep. That was making television shows and maybe embraced the format a little too much, I think. Sure did. Maybe a little too long. Maybe a little too self-serious. Maybe a little too much minutia. Because let us not forget, love or hate those Netflix shows, they didn't make it. No. No. But at the same time, why didn't Netflix, why didn't Marvel Netflix work? And I think so many because, reasons. I think the main reason is because like, they were working. I think a lot of those shows were working. It's just that uh, there was this divide. And the mm. more, like, it's it's the same reason, I think, why certain comic books that are brilliant don't sell. And right. it's because the public at large, the people that they're selling these things to, view them as disposable or they don't matter. Right, which, yes, that dogged the Netflix shows for a long time. The example you always give, Luke Cage in Harlem. Why does no one bring up the fact that the Hulk was here and destroyed the whole neighborhood? Yeah, Hulk wrecked Harlem and he's an Avenger and no one talks about it. And that'd be a great plot for at least an entire... That'd be an episode, if not a season's worth of shows where it's like, Luke Cage shows up, black superhero, mm -hmm. after the last superhero came in, wrecked mm -hmm. the place. Mm -hmm. And then... Maybe a couple of years before Luke Cage shows up, that hero and a couple of his friends all came back and yeah. wrecked it again. Yep. But this time they were celebrated. You know, like, I think that'd be awesome. And it's very Luke Cagey to talk about that. Very but, much uh, so. Completely ignored it. And the fact that they were like, I remember in the beginning when they first started making those like touchstone references, they're like the green guy and the shield thrower. Mm. I remember being like, ha ha ha. But like, when are you going to say their names though? And then being like, can you not or something like is there so you're going out of your way to not reference it and uh there was clearly some weird behind the scenes stuff between how the movies were done and how to have the tv shows were done and it just again it always felt off didn't it it always yeah. felt weird yeah unless the show was brilliant in which case you didn't care you forgave you know? it which for daredevil we forgave it for three seasons for the other shows got harder and harder to forgive yes absolutely and it was because i think that those shows jessica jones luke cage iron fist these shows were part of the greater tapestry daredevil is honestly the biggest property among all of them and it works on its own it works on its own it stands apart the others work against the Marvel universe. I think also Punisher fits in because Punisher's always been on the outside. I, I totally forgot. Oh, yeah. And there was a Punisher show in there, too, for two seasons. <laughs> two seasons of a Punisher show. And it that's the one you can always go. Doesn't matter if they don't reference the it, stuff. It's fine. It doesn't. Doesn't make a thing. It's kind of ultimately kind of disappointing at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, I loved the Punisher show. I didn't. I never saw season two. And I hear it's Neither great. Did I. I just, but again, they were all my, canceled by then. You had no reason to watch season two. My enthusiasm for it completely diminished when I found out that it wasn't like a like an adult commentary on the MCU. It wasn't a, a, mm -hmm. like some forgotten corner of the MCU that, like, according to the people who were making the movies and the people making the shows, they're just not in the same universe. Yeah, they're just lying. Like that, Jeff Loeb was like, I remember him giving an interview and. Jeff Loeb saying something to the effect of, I know you're trying to trick me into saying, <laughs> into saying hashtag it's all connected. Well, it's not. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you don't pretend you got into this to make separate shows. Like you got into this to tap into the cash cow of the MCU and make shows that are like commentary footprints of the rest of it. 
like I am Jeff Loeb. I am king of my own fiefdom, and I will do it my way. Right, and 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 I think it also had a lot to do with he who shall not be named at the top mm. of the chain at Marvel, mm. who had been pushing an Inhumans movie, and then suddenly when the slate changed and the regime changed and Feige didn't report to him anymore, mm. uh, suddenly the Inhumans was a TV show because he had more pull on the TV show. Could be. Yeah. Maybe Loeb was resentful. Maybe the people involved in the shows were resentful of the fact that like Feige didn't... Papa Feige didn't take <laughs> them in with it them. It sure like, feels that way, that why they didn't were he... the unloved stepchildren. <laughs> right, like, why didn't they take more? Like, why didn't they... Go, you know what? We own the TV too. Like, there, it's weird. Uh, of course, also don't forget we're dealing with TV. These people are all egomaniacs, and yeah. it's it's all about credit. And and you know, if your name is associated, I mean, like, listen, we're talking about it right now. The name we say when we think of Netflix, Marvel is Loeb, yeah. and the name we say when it comes to the MCU is Feige. Yeah. Like, we give each of them their credit or lack thereof when it mm-hmm. comes to their their failures and successes. And that is worth their weight in gold when it comes to ego. Like, yeah, Loeb would have much rather been like, oh, no, these are in another universe. It doesn't even matter as long as you remember that I'm involved with the show. Yes. Is the it's most like, important. what's a, what's, of course, funny is that poison the well. And I think it really sure sour did. people on the, on the on the interest there. Uh, that being said, there's a, there's so many strengths to the Marvel Netflix series. Oh, For yeah. one thing, them not <clears throat> needing to be beholden to some esoteric censorship that everyone associates with Disney. Right. Like, let, let's talk about that for a minute. Just the fact that like every time anyone says any character that's going to be adapted into the MCU, somebody, some, some, somebody immediately goes, can't do that. Mouse won't let him. Yes. And it's always so tiring. So exhausting to just hear like, Hey, I'm really excited about this. Well, stop. Because mm-hmm. Mouse won't let him. You'll never get that. Now, I'm, I literally, I did tweet yesterday about the Netflix, or about the new Disney Plus Daredevil show. I go, it's not going to be the old show. Yeah, again, which is just, you would think people would know that and understand because nothing can ever be the same. You can never go home again, guys. Even if they did, even if it was season four, it would confuse the shit out of people. And I don't yeah. mean like it would confuse people in terms of like continuity. It would confuse people because they go, this is totally dark. People thought... Moon Knight was dark. Yeah. They're like, this is pretty dark, you know? This is, this. I don't know if you know this. It's pretty dark. I mean, maybe not in a blood and guts sort of way, but in a psychodrama kind of way. Barely. That's like being like, yo, I don't know if you know this guy, Bon Jovi, but Slippery When Wet, pretty dark, pretty serious album. I don't know, I mean... I mean, abusive mother seeing a kid, you know, disassociate with a split personality. That's definitely more than we've gotten in the other stuff. Is it, though? I mean, like, at the, when, when it came to the other stuff, we had, like, we've had straight-up murder. We've had uh, abuse allegations. I mean, like, look at, like, the origins. Like, when look at Age of Ultron and mm. what they did slash implied with Age of Ultron and, like, the Black Widow Red Room. I mean, look at the Black Widow movie and how yeah, it's, true like, enough. an yeah, entire wow. send-up of, uh, of Weinstein, and, and which, by the way... Why, why did you ruin a Black Widow movie by trying to try, by trying to narratively distance yourself from Harvey Weinstein? Like <laughs> it is so nakedly obvious that you just you just were so embarrassed that you did nothing about him mm. that you just like mm. oh no because don't forget like Miramax was owned by Disney yeah like they worked <laughs> hand in hand with that son of a bitch like you're kidding me and then you ruined a sixty million dollar Madripoor spy movie with maybe Logan or something. And instead, you made this 
bloated, stupid, boring, ugly movie. I, I mean, like, God damn it. I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm so disappointed. But like, anyway, the point is, uh, you know, immediately everybody join, jumps to the mouth not allowing you to go any go yeah, go yeah. dark or go or go serious or, or or even adult oriented. Is that true? And if so, how true is it? And is there a way back from that? Uh, I, I think culturally, no. I think people are always going to want to be that. They're always going to want to be that contrarian. They're always going to be, like you said, mm, well, allow me to rain on your parade for a bit. Mm, let me show you how smart I am. So no, <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to get away from it. I just think, you know, they'll surprise you. They'll surprise you with one or two things. We're getting, hey, bring it back to another show, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, John Walker killed the shit out of that guy with the shield. <laughs> And they yeah. like blood beyond it and everything. I'm like, all right. 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 That's true. It's it, like, it, it, it might not be the whole show, but we'll surprise you every once in a while. Yeah. And I don't mind being surprised, especially if like there's an expectation, especially if it's subversion of expectations where it's Absolutely. like, oh, I'm watching a Marvel thing from Disney. Here we go. Oh, he just blew his brains out. Yep. You know, uh, that man's head exploded. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I don't want it to be like the Fast and the Furious where it's like, well, that punch needs to be matched by another punch that needs to like fit into a spreadsheet mm, of likewise. like of, of equal proportion where they're like, well, you are allowed, according to the PG-13 rating system, <laughs> you are allowed one F-bomb, which will never be utilized in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, you are allowed like one, one like kill on camera. Uh, you know, just like, all this random shit. I don't want like nickel and diming likewise. into you or into my narratives. And Netflix seemed like the kind of thing where they were like, oh, shit. Like, I point to it all the time. And I think I cut it out of my Punisher versus the Marvel Universe episode. But, like, I don't think there's any scene in the MCU that hit me or is as, like, well executed in terms of character interaction than the Punisher Daredevil rooftop scene. That's a really great scene. It is such a great scene, but it's also just raw acting and it's just mm-hmm. two people talking to each other who have no like they're they're not even one is, one can't even move. Yep. And there's a and and they drop an f bomb in there from acting like they yep. just like Punisher just says like oh fuck you like he's and it's just because it's such an honest moment and I don't even know if it's scripted and I want to believe it wasn't. It feels very it, John Bernthal just you know ribbon just, just riffing and like but at the same time it works because it's two characters interacting with each other and they the creators were like leave it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? We might catch some shit for this, but like, leave it in because it works in this scene. And if you dropped one F-bomb in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, no one would be surprised. Oh, they'd no love one would be it. Horrific. They'd cheer. They'd jump for joy. It'd be their favorite moment. We got one in an X-Men movie. I and know. Everyone thinks it's their favorite Wolverine moment of all time. Yeah. So like, come on. Uh, there's, I think there is a like subtle or not so subtle secret censorship board within the Disney ownership model that says you can't do the following things. And I believe that based on the Sony leak and looking at all the shit the Spider-Man can or cannot do if and when he's wearing a black costume (laughs) and how insane that is. Peter Parker may not be gay. He also may not sell drugs unless (laughs) unless he is wearing the black costume (laughs) you know like black suit spider-man does all the time why is that a clause in an actual legal document (laughs) what is the matter with you what is wrong with hollywood that you felt you needed to put this in here right are you you, like 
Is there a lot of spec scripts where it's like, yeah, so gay Spider-Man sells all the club drugs, right? <laughs> okay, first of all, that gay thing is right out. The <laughs> drug thing, can we change the costume to the symbiote suit? <laughs> then we'll let that happen. Oh, man. So I think you and I got a great Elseworlds tale we need oh, to write. Yeah. <laughs> right? A great book about how Peter Parker does all the things that Sony doesn't want him to do. Unless he's wearing to the black costume. <laughs> oh. So I, 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 I have to imagine there's some kind of like hidden board, you know, where Kevin Feige is like, I mean, yeah, I'm like the head honcho, but also like I don't I don't own all of this. It's not, right. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's like uh, Chris Rock talking about rich, richness and wealth. Yes. You know, it's like, difference. I'm rich, but they're wealth. Like, wealth I, you cannot lose. Right. Like, I write your checks, but somebody writes my checks, and that guy says no. Like, you, I wonder, and I know, um, what was it? Disney Plus changed its rating system when the Netflix things moved over. Like, when the yes. Netflix shows came to Disney Plus, they were like, suddenly we're like, hey, uh, you got to have some child protection things in there. Is the sex scene with Misty Knight with Luke Cage still in that in that episode? Because I'm like, there are a couple of sex scenes in the Netflix series. They get pretty steamy. And they get steamy. They're not straight up sex scenes. They're not naked. There's no penetration. No. I'm no. looking for porn in my Marvel movies. <laughs> but it's pretty it's pretty spicy stuff. And I'm like, if because I remember be, there's a couple of uh, YouTubers out there who are like, Marvel Cinematic Universe is asexual. No one fucks in this universe. There's like, and, and, and I'm like, well, first of all, uh, you got a whole sex scene in Eternals. It was two people who have no chemistry with each other. And I understand why that. <laughs> and the audience really did not know how to take that. Yeah, they sure didn't. People freaked out. People didn't know how to take Eternals as a movie. I know, right? But uh, if that's the case, they're definitely not going to let you do any of the stuff they did in the Netflix shows. See, to me, I don't even think it's like that, like puritanical or that like sinister. Honestly, I think it comes down to a money thing. I think it mm -hmm. comes down to a pure greed thing where it's like, well, you can have that F-bomb and you can have that sex scene, but you're not going to make as much money, though. And you right. may face a little backlash from it. So I leave it up to you. Yeah, I mean, and if that's the I mean, like, listen, I, I and I think we said this before and I, I've, I've definitely maintained this. We've reached the glass ceiling when it comes to how much these movies cost. Yeah. Right? Like, when it comes to a summer blockbuster or a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, it's the same budget Spider-Man 2 was. $250 million is the top. American. Not including end games and, like, culminations of 10-year-long franchises. Those are special. You know, but, like, big CG superhero blockbuster movies, it doesn't get really more expensive than $250 million. Yeah. And... When Spider-Man 2 made $500 million, everybody jumped for joy and they secured the rights for the rest of their natural lives. When a movie doesn't break a billion dollars, they all like fire each other and lose their minds. Yeah. And it's like... There's a bloodletting. <laughs> right? Like mitigate expectations, change your outlook, maybe moderate your budgets because of course, like because of the... Because Marvel has become a Disney arm and has outshined the rest of the Disney properties in terms of uh economics in terms of viability um they have completely dwarfed the mid-budget blockbuster or the no, mid-budget basically film. non-existent now. it's either indie movies made by people on their cell phones or 250 million dollar blockbusters and anything in between is like 
A24, it's got to be a prestige art house movie or a, yeah. or a schlocky horror flick. And well, even then, like, hey, those are pretty good. You get a blood quantum, you get an everything all at once where it's like, damn, he's a fucking killer. That's true. That's true. And like, maybe they'll be released in theaters and maybe four people will go see them. But like, uh, I would like to see Marvel like give up the because look, it, it, phase one, you know, obviously not not Disney, but like there was a there were there was a conservatism when it came to like, oh, we got to make this thing. We got to get you it on the cheap or at least on the economical. We, we got to make our money back. That's what matters. Um, Thor's got to walk around in a small Midwestern town for the bulk of his movie. The bulk of the movie. And you know what? People like that more than the second one where all he does is Thor out. It's true. I know. Right. Ain't that crazy. Bigger isn't yeah. always better. No, it's not like most if if you at polled most mcu fans if you take avengers and go what's your favorite scene from the avengers besides like i bet there'd be a, it'd be a dead heat between straight up no cg character interactions and the final fight when they unite yeah right like when they unite versus when iron man meets thor for the first time or when they're arguing in the weapons room there. that's what i'm saying man like I think most folk wanted to see interactions and because it's oh so classic to the comic book. It's getting to see these characters bounce off each other who never do. And they built up these characters for you to love them. You want to mm -hmm. see Star Lord interact with Iron Man. You want to see Spider-Man meet Daredevil, etc. And it's like, yeah, I do want to see that. And I want to see them interact and do their thing. And I will. And then if you're going to make it a superhero movie, then you do the big action sequence at the end where they all team yeah. up and combine their powers and make it fun looking like that's not. $400 million expense. Like that's, that's, that's $150 million. That's $90 million. Mm. Not much. Spider-Man movie should never cost more than $200 million. Shouldn't cost more than a hundred million dollars. Unless they're we, animated and experimental. In which right. Case, exactly. exactly. In which case, that, that, that's going to add up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you look at like the Netflix shows versus the Disney plus shows, bringing it back. So we're going to talk, yes. we're going to compare them as far as like, yes, let's. But, but before we do, we got some Super Chats. And by Indeed. the way, if you want to sponsor today's show, you can use Super Chats to ask a question or comment here on the show and read it like Ray Farr here. says, I don't trust Disney to make a good Daredevil. Not after Moon Knight. Also, this is my first time catching one of these lives. So hi, Ray, I hey, feel like I've seen you before, life. but thank you so much, man. Uh, he also says, also, I don't remember if you guys have made a video on this or not, but what are some of your favorite headcanons and comics? Thanks for all the content. Mm. We have not. We've talked about doing it. It's I don't been on our list. Yeah, I, I don't have like a lot of headcanon and I, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> I wrote it down because I thought you'd have more than me. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Jaybird Blue, I'd be very surprised if the next time we see Moon Knight isn't in Werewolf by Night. Halloween mm, special coming out in October. That's right. Probably in a version of the black and white Declan Shalvey design. I'd be fun. fine with that. Fun. I mean, like, listen, Moon Knight will never appear in his own show again. So, like, the next time we'll see him has got to be in other people's shit. Uh, Michael V, Mickey Veach, uh, the fact that Anson came back for Black Bolt has me thinking we could see the, uh, the other Netflix stars return. Oh, no. Now, you know, I was convinced we will never, we'd have to fight to see the Netflix character actors return. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, Oh, like after Multiverse of Madness, and Doors spoilers, Multiverse of Madness. I don't want to I don't want to spoil it, so I won't give it too much away, but I will say there's a sequence in which a bunch of characters appear. Now I'm convinced that Marvel is pretty much in like feet up on Ottoman lazy mode. <laughs> and like despite the fact they have the best ca uh, casting director in the business. Oh yeah. They're just like, oh fuck it, whoever played the last one is fine, is fine with me. Yeah, and, why well, why bother? People seem to like it when we do well, that. And in the Netflix shows, yeah. Uh, aside from one 
I think you nailed it. Pitch perfect. No oh, they, they were all perfect. Minus the obvious one. Minus the one. And I feel, I feel bad for him for us to be like, oh yeah. And then when Iron Fist shows up, some fucking other else. Unless like they send Finn Jones to acting school or something. But well, like, or, or send him to Kung Fu school because apparently he didn't bother to learn the fucking moves. That For me, if you are going to be cast as Iron Fist and you refuse to use the, learn the moves, but Charlie UK Cox yep. learns, does that, does two, those scenes. Learn stick he, fighting. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Then, then you don't deserve it. I came from Game of Thrones. Meh, look at me. I can do whatever I want. Oh, that show that everyone loved until they fucking did Until the very end, yeah. Until it until the last season erased it from the public consciousness. Like it's I've, not it, I've never it, seen a flame out like that. We used to see all the costumes at cons. None now. Gone. I saw in a I saw a TikTok, someone threw their iron throne away. <laughs> Like it was literally, it was a, it was a fucking iron throne with a piece of paper on it said free. I'm like, it's Amazing. over. Uh, but yes, outside of that, I'd love to see, you know, like I'd love, I, we, we got, we got Charlie, we got Charlie Cox. Like for yeah. me, I'm like, you got D'Onofrio, you got Charlie Cox. We're good, but there's more. So, uh, but anyway, AJ Hawk says, does Disney have the balls to make a black label esque ar- uh, arm of their shows and movies? Not just Marvel, Star Wars and other IP that deserves the maturity. no, because they're making too much money now with the way things are. Or they aren't making the money they expected, and when they experimental, it didn't work. Like, I saw, you know, like, people are learning law. People at the at the executive level are learning the wrong lessons from the failure of Solo. They're like, oh, the casting. Oh, yeah, like, that bothered no, me. No, no, you, you, you made two movies on one budget. You literally made like 80% of a movie and then threw it away and made another movie. Yeah, so it feels kind of schizophrenic, doesn't it? Also, we like Donald Glover. He was good in the role. And again, the other guy was fine too. Was everything fine. else working against him? Well, and you're doing all the deep fakes of Mark Hamill. Do the deep fake of Han Solo too. The, I, we've seen the YouTube. We've all seen the YouTube video now, right? Mm-hmm. Of somebody who deep faked Harrison Ford over that dude in Solo. It's amazing Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's great just do that if if he doesn't mind i mean like honestly when i saw solo i was like i don't need a defake this is fine and it was fine the movie was fine it's perfectly fine it's perfectly average um you know watching uh what's the other one rogue one yeah i'm like this is good yeah and it was dour and i was like wow it was yeah they had the guts to kill everyone at the end and then they were like oh that's not good i'm like no i mean like no I mean, come on, oh, you're not going to knock all these out of the park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Supreme Omega on Disney Plus Daredevil. How would you guys feel if the new season adapted a lighter, cheerful Wade Runner? Or Wade Runner? Wade Run. Uh, would that be so bad? Could it work? Yeah. Oh, no, I'd love that. I think that it's seems a good more idea. than likely, in fact. I think it's a smart move. Yeah. I think it's the I think it's the best move because I do believe that Marvel has no interest in making in remaking the Netflix shows. Nor should they, because we did it and it didn't last. <laughs> well, it did it. It didn't last, and it's there now. Yeah. So if if it and if you're gonna use it as the bedrock for those characters' origins, leave them. Yeah. So people can watch them and be like, "Wow, things start out pretty dark, and then they and then and then they got happier." Or I don't need them to be happy. I don't want Daredevil to be happy all the time. No, I think they understand that that the character is dour and tortured. Right. Well. Except for those moments where he's like, I'm not Daredevil. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. W- w- Wade definitely took it some places. Yes. 
twice, by the way. I don't sure I remember did. in like the 90s when Wade took over Daredevil and it was like, this is too miserable. Let's make it happy. Um, there's a there's a precedent for it. As long as you use the precedent, I'm cool with it. Like if the, if in the She-Hulk show, she started breaking the fourth wall in like a Deadpool-esque manner and it was more fun and whimsical. Yeah. I think people would be like, wow, the MC universe really uh, broke a, like, took a page out of the Deadpool book. It'd be like, all right. Motherfucker, she did it first. <laughs> you, like, learn some history, Chief. Th th thank you once again for, you know, broadcasting the fact that you know nothing and right. that you only trade in outrage. Right. Meanwhile, uh, you know, oh, we changed Kamala Khan's costume because, uh, or her, her powers because, mm. uh, because herpa derp and it's like yeah that sucks you changed yeah, her powers and like her it. origins that blows and it looks crappy that sucks and it sucks for a, for a variety of reasons that's a, that's that's a, that's a that's a fail for you that that kind yeah. of is but you know what uh, again because you know the mcu is kind of this like liquid thing they might not like it for a season but then they're like okay season two let's change it then because we can right. do it because why not right. no it's true let's let's uh, actually make it the thing people want now because Marvel does kind of do that a lot where it's like, okay, you wanted this actor. Okay. We got him. You wanted this thing. Well, we did it eventually. Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. Uh, Scarlet hottie. I love, I like Daredevil and Jessica Jones season one, but lost interest when it became apparent. They weren't really in the MCU mm. Call it superficial, but I'm excited to have a connected movie glam version of Daredevil. Now, honestly, I'm in a similar boat. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, at no point was I watching Daredevil going like, God, I, I can't wait for a bigger budget. I, was just loving it. Mm. Daredevil for me was McDonald's. I was loving it. It was just <laughs> for me. I loved Daredevil. I was loving every moment of it. Would could I have used more costume? Yeah. Did I get it in season two? Yeah. Was like, did they do more homages to like Frank Miller and stuff? Yeah, that was sure fucking did. awesome. I loved everything about it. I, I honestly, people were like, I remember people complaining about Elo Young as Electra. I'm like, nope. She's I mean, great. I mean, I, I liked her. Wasn't crazy about how they stole a lot of her agency in her new origin, where she basically just ping-ponged between men who were using her. And I'm like, meh. But it's also like, if they kept going, they could have fixed that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. But I, I had no problem with that. Netflix introduced The Punisher. Best Punisher on screen we've gotten in a long, long time, if not ever. I, I do love I, Tom Jane. I, I wish Bernthal would have worn the fucking skull a little more, but little he was still very good. Yeah, he does in season two, though. That's the thing. He's, does he, he wears it in season two. He wears it towards the end, uh, like uh, everything, right? Uh, also, too, where it feels like only in season only in season two of Daredevil and a little bit in season one of Punisher, do we actually get to see the guy going around punishing criminals? Because when we don't have that, it's all Jason Bourne military conspiracies. And I'm like, oh, these are always my least favorite Punisher stories. But oh, okay. yeah. But continue, I guess. Right, but like... Yeah, a season three Punisher. I would have liked it to have been an episodic, just every yeah. uh, like like the like the Warren Ellis Moon Knight exactly. run. Exactly. Like every that's what it every issue, been. every episode is another like thing where Frank kills these people. Yeah, just just uh, just fight the mob and the cartel and bikers and everything. That's exactly, all I want. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, uh, hey, speaking of bikers, that was a funny connection. Uh, the same bikers in uh, Agents of Shield, the show, were also in the Punisher show. Oh, was that them? Yes, that was them. Those were the very same bikers. And also Matt and Quake uh, went to the same orphanage. Oh, that's fun. I do remember in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. them referencing the like big hand fight in like on like news on the news crawl. Yes. Uh, 
Cowboy says rebooting the Iron Fist in the MCU may help the comics. Could I mean, like, honestly, the problem, the main problem was the same problem that, like, it's just a complete lack of understanding and context. I remember, and I said this to Matt Rosenberg, who made fun of me, but like, there was a, there was a story in 2003. Daredevil comes out, and before Daredevil, and as Daredevil's coming out, my friend who knows nothing about comics was like, "Wow, the PC crowd's really gotten to us. Now they've created a blind superhero in the movies." <laughs> And I'm like, Daredevil's created in the 60s, and he's always been blind. He's, It's cool. The show, the movie sucks, but <laughs> that's not Daredevil's fault. Um, yeah. And I think it's the same problem. Like, people are like, oh, man, I I want... Uh, like, I remember when Iron Fist launched, and they were like, white appropriation, Iron Fist sucks. And I'm like, Iron Fist is white in the comics. It's about that. Yes. It's about that. It's it's what the show should have been about, but wasn't. Right. Yeah. No, the show was about nothing. It was about garbage. It really was. That's the worst thing about Iron Fist is like there is nothing here. You guys never read a book. You guys never. We we don't see the thing we want to see where it's like, why? Well, when are we going to get to fucking Kun Lun? When are we going to get to the fireworks factory? Yeah. I do love Colleen Wing and Mr. United. She's very shows, good. She's good, uh, too. They're great. Uh, and the, so that show is at the best when Danny is gone and we're just gone. doing Daughters of the Dragon where they fight those tattoo ladies for a bit. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, this is good. This is like a thing I've read. Amen to that. Uh, Tom, considering it's my favorite thing Marvel has put out in the whole MCU, I hope this relaunch is good, but expectations are low. I think that's a good idea. Keep your expectations low so that you're not like supremely disappointed. Because I remember them, them hyping Moon Knight. Oh yeah, Feige was like, Moon's one, Moon Knight's such a great character. He's one of my favorite characters. I can't wait for you to see it. Then they released the costumes, and you're like, whoa, yes! And then the show came out, and that was the end of that. Uh, I didn't hate the show. I mean, it's not the comic. They definitely did their own thing with it. But, you know, Oscar Isaac act his ass yeah. off in that. I actually thought Ethan Hawke is better than anyone is giving him credit for as the yeah. villain. No, he's great. They're, everyone, everyone in it is doing a really good job. It's just too bad it's not really a Moon Knight show. And more importantly, it, they keep referring to better Moon Knight shows. Mm. Like, there was a whole year where he was Moon Knight and doing Moon Knight stuff. Oh, can we see that? No. Yeah. Here's here's him kicking ass and taking names. Oh, can we see that too? No. Blackout. Oh. Uh, how? It's, yeah. Kaiju fight? Yeah. Thanks. That's that's that looked that looked very expensive for a Moon Knight show. Yeah. Uh, Tick Noros. This might sound dumb, but when the new Daredevil show does come out, it was so loosely connected to begin with. Do you think they'll keep like the street level over here and the Avenger level over there? Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel was like, okay, so now that we've established it, like the movies will be the big stuff and the shows will be the, the like the street level stuff. But I hope that's not the case. And here's what I would rather them do. More intimate stories are in the shows, things that require more time, more breath. Mm -hmm. I mean, I talked about this on another show. I would love to see like shows that shows that have robust, like loving, supporting cast members basically need a show. Yeah. They're like, hey, wouldn't it be really, really, really cool if Spider-Man just moved to Disney Plus instead <laughs> of it being a movie like we did the movie trilogy. You've seen a million movies. The last one it showed you all the movies that Spider-Man is in. Yeah. And now we're going to do an 8 to 12-ish episode run of Spider-Man. I, I would love that. You would love that, but I doubt they would ever do that. Right? No, and I think they'd be worried about it. But, like, can you imagine the subscriptions? 
like the subscriptions to Disney Plus just to go. There's a ten to twelve episode long Spider Man run, and what? it's just ten hours of Spider Man. Right, ten hours of Spider Man. He's not Spider Man in all ten hours, and it's like, yeah, you know what? A, the best Spider Man comics are two thirds Peter Parker, one third yeah. Spider Man. Pretty so much. It's like, all you need is that. Like, and then you can really explore shit. Like, well, <laughs> they're all <laughs> a couple of them are dead, but you could explore. J. Jonah Jameson, Robbie Robertson, any of his cast from his uh, college years. That's true. Flash Thompson, uh, Gwen Stacy, Felicia Hardy, Black Cat, villains of the week. You don't have to worry about like, oh, who, shit, who's Was the biggest? going to ruin next? Who's the biggest we can put in here? How can we make a fucking like, franchise out of this? Like, no. Like, it's the same with, Spider- with the movie franchise. It was like, you know what? Spider-Man is a, has as robust uh, uh, and colorful and identifiable a rose gallery as Batman, but not as adaptable. True. Like, and I remember them saying, uh, who are we going to get for three? And they were like, maybe Sandman. And I'm like, Sandman ain't worth a movie. And no. I was right. Sure God was. damn it. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I just want to see him fight the Scorpion or Big Wheel. Right. Like Scorpion's a fun character. Everybody's pushing for him. And I'm like, Scorpion ain't a movie villain, man. No, he's a goddamn freaking, you know, dirty PI. Right. Like Scorpion is Scorpion is part of a J. Jonah Jameson plot in your Spider-Man show. That's what I would like to see with the Netflix shows. And similarly, and especially if you're going to give these Netflix or I'm sorry, these Disney Plus shows movie budgets. Yeah. And especially if you have characters that like the costume looks great on camera on the character Mm -hmm. so you're good right i mean like if the cg is similar or simple i mean you can make the web slinging just automatic and it's all cg that's fine hey if they can do it at the disney park can do it in the show do it in the goddamn show uh blues boy as 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 talos remember what foggy said the line about wings on his head and not making him captain america Yeah. yeah what uh, Cat Lawyer, technically Marvel, perfected episode to- episodic story- storytelling with animated shows like Spectacular, mm-hmm. uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, X-Men, self-contained stories or episodes with an overarching plot. I mean, the reality is that's just a comic book, baby. Yeah, uh, it sure is. But that's the other thing is like, dude, Spider-Man and X-Men lend themselves to TV. They really, really do. And it could be, maybe that's what the X-Men cartoon is going to be on Disney+. Plus. Where yeah, they're like, okay, it, uh, there's no way it's not going to have an overarching plot. It's not like going to, it's going to be one big story with like episodic moments put in uh, the captain coon, the Netflix Marvel was deathly afraid of costumes and their perception of being silly. Daredevil and Punisher had them, but Punisher ditches his five minutes into the show. Da- Danny couldn't could Danny could even wear his actual mask outside of one episode in season one. It was yeah. maddening. Wasn't it? It was frustrating as hell. And I get some of them like the moment within Luke Cage where he's wearing the suit and then he rips it all off. I'm like, yes, that. That's metaphorical. I'm and okay Luke with that. doesn't always wear a costume, so it's no. Fine. And like the Luke Cage that everybody likes is the Bendis Luke Cage who wore yeah. a T-shirt. End of story. Pretty much. Uh, Harishi Venkatesh. Uh, I know we won't want to call him Finn Jones, but he and Coulter could absolutely carry heroes for higher show on chemistry alone. I agree. They were great. They, they did in the one episode of Luke Cage season two, which was the best season of Luke Cage that no one seemed to saw. They were the heroes for hire for one episode. Yeah. and It was really outrageous. good. It's outrageous. Like when you're looking at try ways to like, if you want to make them all connected and you want to make a, make a show, you want to save some money. You don't make a season two and a season like season two of, uh, of, of Luke Cage or Iron Fist. You make a season two of Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Mm. Get one show, save yourself half the budget. Yeah, I don't understand why it's so obvious to the rest of us. Uh, 
Josh Sosa. Kind of wish Daredevil was a movie. Honestly, I hope they do Daredevil Yellow. Also really hoping this means Luke, Danny, and Jessica come in as a trio soon. I feel like based on a certain picture that uh, Jessica and Luke took together, you'll be seeing Jessica and Luke at some point in the near mm-hmm. future. I genuinely hope so. Likewise. Especially, by the way, perfect opportunity to introduce everybody is the, is the She-Hulk show. Yes, totally. Everybody. Yeah, because anyone can just stop on by at She-Hulk's for a bit. Seriously, as long as they clean up that CG, because it is a little little janky. When I say little, I mean a lot. How disappointing is it? Apparently, she was supposed to be bigger and more muscular, but uh, what is it? Uh, monkeying uh, from uh, the higher-ups nixed yeah. that, because they're all cowards. I know, it's frustrating. I, I mean, like, look, the reality is, like, my She-Hulk is the John Byrne She-Hulk, and mm. so she and she looks close enough to it for me. Yeah. Uh, Mike Manhattan, I want a Punisher movie directed by Michael Mann. Mm. I think that's not a bad idea, honestly. I mm. think like if Marvel really wanted to like explore every, because here's the thing, no one's going to see your your PG or PG thirteen Punisher movie. Mm. Okay, so if that's the case, if no one's going to see that anyway, then make the R rated one because then it shows that you can make other things. You get part of the. Um, these people who get involved in these projects they're creative or they at least they fancy themselves as creative and part of the way of like making them feel happy and making them feel satisfied is giving them other things look at chris evans you know he's like i don't want to play captain america i want to direct i want to be in like i want to be in knives out and stuff you give them they, they worked out their contracts to have clauses to make these kinds of movies yeah if you give them that kind of movie in the context of your own damn studio you're just printing extra money yeah for real and it's like Punisher is one of those things where it's like, you know, we don't tap the R-rated action movie like budget genre, but, which, again, uh, we could make for dirt cheap. Yeah, you don't need just because it says Marvel doesn't mean it needs to cost two hundred million dollars. Yeah. A Punisher movie should cost 40 million dollars. Totally. Let, let us also not forget every year a great revenge movie comes out where I'm like, man, if they just changed a couple names and put a shirt on that guy, that could have been a great Punisher movie. Yeah. Look at Deadpool. Deadpool doesn't need to cost so no. much. And don't fuck that up, too. Uh, silhouetted anim- anim- uh, animator. Deadpool 3, he ends up in the MCU via Cable's device. I, I, I More than that, likely. Uh, either that or, uh, or or Doctor Strange portal shenanigans. Yeah. Amazing, Andy. I agree. With, inter- with interaction, I uh, wish we got more Spider-Man and Captain America because they have wholesome relationships. Also, my two favorite characters, but happy with what we got in the MCU. Mm. I almost said something about that on Twitter the other day where I was like, I really... Because like the Spider-Man movies were clearly... Uh, each movie you get an MCU staple yeah. to be your like ride along superhero yeah, yeah. in your Spider-Man movie. I really wanted to see Brooklyn and Queens get together. Yeah, and, wouldn't that have been nice? Especially since Captain America's speech, or rather Peggy Carter's speech in her funeral mm-hmm. in Civil War, is Captain America's in a Spider-Man comic book. Yep. And that would have been pretty cool to see. Sure. I, I would have loved to have seen an adaptation of like Along Came a Spider from EMH or something like that, or just anything from the comics. But Cap and Spidey would have been really fun to see. Sure would uh, have been. Michael Loco, uh, can I just have my Spidey show where he just goes to college? Also, I propose a strange academy show with students go- doing their own thing, like America Chavez searching for her moms. Yeah. And the kid who plays young Sheldon is Donald, <laughs> Donald Dormammu. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Sold. Greenlit. That's, go. That's the only time someone has said young Sheldon and I have not, you know, cringed in horror that I agree. actually agree. I love it. No, sold. Sold on all counts. Um, Greg Sanders, apparently they didn't have enough time to teach Finn Jones how to fight. I guess they started filming shortly after casting. I guess so. 
You also hear some rumors there that maybe Loeb didn't like a lot of the Asian stuff in the show, according to some of the actors who have come out later. Yeah. Supreme Omega Wade wasn't the first writer who made Daredevil lighter and cheerful. I didn't say that. I'm just saying that he did do that twice, his 90s run and then in his later run. Because in the mid-90s, Carl Kessel and Joe Kelly returned to Daredevil to his lighter Stanley roots. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That did happen. You, you also uh, got to figure, you know, new Daredevil show, probably new Daredevil costume, too. Yeah, and that's my hope is like a Likewise. really solid non-CG Daredevil costume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Souza, honestly torn with Ms. Marvel. She's my second favorite Marvel character, but the cowards, ugh, don't. But she's in the MCU, but the powers, dang it. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, Mickey Veach, I can see people already dismissing the new Daredevil show for being lighter in tone. Yes, he works better as a tortured hero, but people forget that Stanley initially wrote him as a swashbuckling adventurer. Exactly, and he can totally be that again, and I think a whole new generation will learn to love him because of that. And it's all one-stop shopping. So you watch your Daredevil show, you're like, this is pretty dope. You got your friends who are there who are like, I love Daredevil. And you go, yeah, you want to see some dark shit? And then you mm-hmm. watch season one, season three, and then watch more Stereo. So you're good. You got you get the best of both worlds. And also, even in the lighthearted, swashbuckling Daredevil story, some dark shit. There is some dark shit there. Like usually, every writer's like, "Okay, so we all get one chance to ruin his life, huh? We all get one go at it. All right, I'm cashing in my one ticket to ruin his life." Yeah. Uh, Chris Simpson films off topic, but quick, quick thoughts on Gotham Central. Picked it up after seeing Batman, and I love it. C- recommendations on anything similar? Ooh. It's a great series. Uh, I mean, anything uh, Brubaker touched at DC because yeah, uh, it's all well, kind of connected, right? You could read uh, the Man Who Laughs. That's the first. That's his first Joker story. Um, there is a dope ass Batman book that I can't remember the name of, but like, shit, I don't remember. If, if it's got if like you love Re- and Brubaker and stuff on it, and it's like a, it's like a, it's like an anthology that shows you like extra scenes from the from seminal Batman periods. Ooh. Yeah, it's really cool. Someone in the comments will say it out loud. I mean, also, too, if you love Renee Montoya and that you got to pick her up as question and you got to pick her up in that Batwoman book that came later, because that's just all part of the same story. The great run that she was on that no one has bothered to capitalize on all this time later. I know. Despite the fact there was a show. Oh. <sighs> Uh, Steven Coronado, love Daredevil, love JJ season one even more, but the Marvel Netflix shows had a structural issue where they didn't have enough story for 13 episodes. They really did. That was the real kiss of death. They did not need to be this long, and it's something the Disney Plus shows have learned. They're like eight, maybe eight, sometimes six. Right, and that's fine by me. I think like the way it is is TV has become this thing where – you don't. You can pick and choose. You don't. You, the show could be forty-seven minutes. The show could be whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. It could be six episodes. It could be seven episodes. Nobody cares if you have story. You mm-hmm. just portion it out and figure mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. and figure out how it narratively satisfies within the framework of the time frame you're allotting per story. That's all you need. And now you can pick and choose. It's never gonna. It's not like the streaming thing is gonna go away, and they're suddenly gonna have to reformat them or to TV, fit into yeah. TV again, right? <laughs> With like ad breaks and shit. Yeah, you don't need to worry about it. Just tell your stories the way that you want to tell them. I know that's like that's that's freeing and limiting at the same time because like people work better in restrictions, but like the restrictions are gonna come in how you're going to tell your story. It's I I completely agree. Uh, Supreme Omega on Jessica Jones. You can make her lighter character on Disney plus it happened in the comics when she became a mom and married Luke Cage. Yeah. True. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, she could still be a pain in the ass, but like, she doesn't Absolutely. have to be, 
shouldn't have to have anal sex with Luke Cage all the time. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes just for fun, uh, just for fun, you know, just, you know, once on an anniversary. <laughs> and by the way, that's not a like random dig. Just read Alias and you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's there. It's there. We, 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 we ain't just joshing. <laughs> Max M. I think they said the Punisher was made more spy oriented to avoid him killing the racial overtones and Frank versus cartel or Frank versus inner city gangs. There are ways around that. They also go out of their way in that show to be like, Frank is not racist. Frank takes several stances to be like, that is not me. I do not, uh, you know, take any racism or Islamophobia. I appreciate that too. Like that, and because that's true. Like, yeah. It's, no. also, it's also why I think too that we're probably never going to touch Punisher again. Not for the foreseeable future because they have a hard time even trying to do stuff with him in the comics right now because all the wrong people have decided that they love the Punisher and want to show off his bootleg merchandise at the worst meetings in the world in the worst news segments. Honestly, I, I do think Punisher could be a dad. I, my, my pitch originally just make an R-rated Punisher movie or like, you know, because the problem is the longer you look at Punisher and the longer you run Punisher, the more like problems you are going to bump into. But if yeah. you keep it, keep it trim, make it a crazy mm. acid revenge story. You're good. Like you're good. Or have Punisher pop in on your Spider-Man or your Daredevil. That's Hell, probably better. Right? Like have Punisher be subcontracted by J. Jonah Jameson to kill Spider-Man. And that's your new Spider-Man movie. Like, whatever uh danby 900 member when uh to promote moon knight feige said the hands being bloody in the poster meant something when it's more brutal and street level lies yeah no they were straight up lies i mean he definitely did beat up people he just didn't see it yeah he just didn't fucking see it he just didn't see it because you know the other personality did it it was jake jake did it yeah jake did it thanks that's awesome that's what we wanted uh max m uh, i hope a new daredevil show picks up on dex becoming bullseye i bet it doesn't Mm. But I loved Dex. I loved his bullseye. I think the way that they should, if, if they're going to do Daredevil Netflix, the thing they should do is push the ascension of the Kingpin. Mm. Maybe it's like a background thing. That'd be a cool one. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll have to deal with that in the Echo show, too, because it looks like they might be going the way. Maybe he's dead or maybe he's just blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's he's not dead. Of course, because not. that would have been because that would be a kick to my balls. <laughs> uh, but also, literally in the Echo origin, like in the Echo first appearance, basically like in her first arc, she shoots. Yep. She shoots him in the face it's directly from the comics. Doesn't die, just goes blind. Yeah, they got to fix that though, because I am not gonna like watch two or three shows of a blind kingpin. Oh come on, you don't think Vincent D'Onofrio won't make a massive meal out of that? When I was a boy, I could see, but now I cannot. <laughs> now I can't. Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting that, but you know, he's great. He'll do. He'll make. He'll make. He'll. He'll spin straw into gold. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, Gotham City critics: Would Disney be able to get away with live-action Spider-Man TV series? Sony only owns the movie rights, right? Meaning it's free game. Sony literally, Marvel is making a Spider-Man cartoon series yes. for. The Disney Plus app with some so, amazing talent behind it too. I haven't even looked into it, but like because I don't want to fucking I, I don't want to. It's think it's that. really good. It's the Craig of the Creek showrunner. He uh, Jeff Trammell. He follows me online. Wonderful guy. Great dude. Oh, that's cool. That's great. It's in, good. It's in really solid hands. But uh, yeah, I, I the thing is, I'm not looking for Marvel to like sneak Spider Man out of Sony's hands because Sony will just will just fuck it up, take their ball and so, go home. It's just like. And, and the problem is, I think Sony would not sign off on a Spider-Man live-action adaptation series because they can't quantify how much they make from that deal. Mm. But I'm telling you, just I think Spider-Man lends himself to serialized fiction more than movies. Mm. So 
you know, that that's that's the problem. It, instead, I here's what I would like to see if they have to make these movies. Next movie, it's called Spider-Man and Daredevil. Uh, the next movie, Spider-Man and the Black Cat. Nice. And the third one is like Spider-Man and the Avengers or something. It's just like, it's All just buddy like, cop. holy shit, you know, but like, but, but yeah, like, why the fuck not? You've been doing them before. You'll do it after. You could do the Rise of the Kingpin in the first Daredevil and, and Spider-Man book. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Felicia Hardy's introduced. She gets her powers. He team, He fights her in the first movie. Fucks her in the second movie. <laughs> Uh, Dan V900, Spider-Man freshman year was announced. It was an animated MCU origin show. Maybe good, but I would love it in live action and street level. We want Spectacular back, but the rights require Sony and Disney work together. Agreed. Yeah, I know. Also, you're never getting Spectacular back because those guys all moved on to other shit. Specifically, they moved on to working for DC. It's over. Uh, Mike Manhattan, I want a Daredevil game from Sucker Punch. That'd be fun. I don't know Sucker Punch, so. Uh, Infamous and uh, stuff like that. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Swordfish97, if they do the Marvel humor in Daredevil, then the Mark Wade and Samney run is a good show- source. I agree. Definitely. Totally. Vain Shadow, after Moon Knight, I can't allow myself to get my hopes up about Daredevil Disney+. Plus. I hear you. Uh, Nick Smith, I also want to see returning side characters like Foggy, Karen, Bullseye, mm-hmm. Typhoid Mary, Eric, Turk, Ward Meacham, and Kilgrave, giving him a, heading, a healing factor. All I wanted, man. I remember, like, all I wanted. There was a moment, because, like, David Tennant was unfucking believable. He really was. Kilgrave. Um, they could say that he didn't die or that he got better or that he was put into a healing cocoon yeah, or some shit like enough, that. Yeah. He's so good. And all I wanted was like, because, and it's all I want from any of these fucking movies. It's just a cold open where they fight a disposable bad guy mm-hmm. and then move on to the next one. And it's like, and and one that is in some way tangentially connected. They, uh, I, I, uh, we kind of got it in Doctor Strange, uh, and we got it kind of in, uh, I think it was uh, Winter Soldier where he fights Batroc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like, I would love, I, and I was really hoping we we're gonna get like, because all these movies set up and then destroy. They never live in them. Like we got Not Avengers Tower. Avengers Tower is established as Avengers Tower after Avengers 1. They're just like, mm. the A's on the thing. They're like, oh, that's it. Two, Avengers Tower. There it is. We're in it, and we're using it, and the Avengers are over, and it's gone. Dang. I would I would have loved if an opening was like Kilgrave walking into Avengers Tower and just telling people what to do and where to go and, you know, just, just basically taking everything. And then Iron Man shows up, you know, because it's like the mm. opening of Age of Ultron. And he's just like, oh, Iron Man, like, do this, that, and the other thing. Like, kill, you know, blow up a subway car. <laughs> and then Iron Man's like, you know, the air in here is filtered, right? <laughs> You're like, fair what? It doesn't work on me. Yeah, he's just punch. Like, that's it, you know? Just And It'd then he's nice. in the vault or in the whatever the hell. I'm betting the vault is in that She-Hulk show, by the way. Ooh, yeah, that'd be yeah, because we got to send them somewhere if we're setting well, up, a, like, a super a, legal team. There's a shot of, like, this big, crazy facility, and I'm thinking it looks like the Colorado Rockies to me. But uh, anyway, so... Yeah, I would have loved to have seen Kilgrave. Speaking of that, let's talk really quick. Uh, we got Charlie Cox back. We got Vincent D'Onofrio yep. back. Uh, Deborah Ann Wool needs to return. There give Deborah Ann Wool work. Give her she, her flowers. Give her Karen Page. Put her on the Daily Bugle, please. Hey. Uh, That'd be good. Eldon Henson as Foggy Nelson. The dude did a great job, especially if he stops bitching and moaning about Matt being Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> And also just genuinely seems like a nice guy in real life, the actor. Yep. If uh, Mitchell Ellison as Jeffrey Cantor could go work for the Daily Bugle, that'd be great. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, that's all just really solid B-plot stuff that you would used to give to Yurik that you can now give to Karen. So Yeah, since you killed Yurik, stupid. What a weird choice, right? But hey, so angry. you you can bring back his nephew. You can bring back uh, the other Yurik who's also Hobgoblin. (laughs) You can bring back old Phil like, yeah, I'm his nephew, Phil. Yeah. Uh, and Elliot e. Young as uh, Electra Nachos, please bring her back. She's great. You could do a real Electra movie. Uh, anyway, uh, but Deborah Ann Will deserves it most. Uh, Cat Lawyer, Mike Holter can fit perfectly MCU New Avengers. I agree. So fucking bad. Yeah. P- poor dude. Poor dude really got hard done by, especially because the second season of Luke Cage is so good. And no yeah, one you saw said. It. And no one saw it. I didn't. But uh, but he's a great actor. I loved him as Luke Cage. I would love to see him run the new Avengers. And unlike the comic books, which apparently can't handle it, uh, you could have two Avengers. You can have a new Avengers team. Yeah. Spider-Man's like, you know, I was on the old Avengers. And he's like, really, were you? And it's like, yeah, I died like two seconds. In fact, that might even work where it's like, yeah, we're the TV Avengers and the movie Avengers. Right. And the new Avengers would be really fun to watch. Like, especially on. for television, because, you know, it is more about personal Just, connections and, yeah. and interactions. Yeah, yeah. Ryan McDee, I think Charlie Cox nails the character so perfectly, and I'll enjoy the show regardless of tone. Mad love to y'all. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I agree. I think he's going to be great. Totally. Yeah, Batman Turning Points. Thank you. That was the book. Batman Turning Points. Nice. Kevin Myers, Cox, and D'Onofrio are there. They got 75% right. I agree. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much all you need to do, and we know you already did it, so right yeah. on. Michael Loka, I thought the way Moon Knight was done was so was good enough for an introduction to the character behind the mask, but now my expectations are, okay, so now we're in it, right? No holding back, like, Loki, go insane, it's okay. Mm. That's the thing, is, like, for me, you know, I grew up in a time, and I, I don't mean to, like, be an old person, but, like, I grew up in a time where it's, like, if you got an adaptation, that was it. So you had to, like, blow your, your shot, like, right then. Mm-hmm. And it's, like... I don't I, I I try not to take these for granted. So it's like we're going to feel a lot of people do where I'm like, motherfucker, we got a Moon night show in 2022. Right. How are you being salty about this? My problem is like we got it. We're probably never going to get another one. And that was your Moon night show was a like set up to real Moon Knight. Mm. Like if you're going to do a Moon Knight show, do a Moon Knight show. If you're going to make a Daredevil show, they made a Daredevil show. He's Daredevil in it. End of story. Like, these are the things we want. And it's like, don't make setup for things where it's like at the end, they're like, I think I'll be Batman now. Like, no one cares about watching a 45 to 65 minute long setup to your superhero anymore. I mean, I guess that really does say where we are now with these superhero properties in this mass media yeah. age there where it's like, oh, well, of course, we're going to get a sequel. I mean, the sequel is always assured. We're making the hottest thing on the market right now. Right. And it's like it's not assured. It's not a certain. It's not a guarantee. Uh, Supreme Omega on net, uh, Netflix shows. Darker and adult is not always good. Mm. Well, it's not always profitable. And I, there you know, you I was go. thinking about that the other day about how Batman, like the Batman property went from being like a big stupid joke to being like super serious and how yes. it everything um yeah it's just uh but but i think it's that it, it's equally valid like there are there are different interpretations and there's different ways of making it work and like even if it's one's more profitable than the other it doesn't necessarily mean it's inherently uh creatively bankrupt so yeah i do i do believe that like just because it's dark and gritty doesn't mean it's necessarily better and so that's why I'm like, yeah, no, Daredevil could work on Disney Plus, but my consider my my concern isn't about tone; it's about intent mm-hmm. and who's behind it. 
Right. Uh, Kingsport Cal, where the F was Moon Knight? <laughs> uh, love you guys. It w- uh, w- was all over that show. We saw many yeah, different faces I mean, of Moon Knight. He's, he's in the show. I mean, I can't argue with that. It's just, it was it's not what I was expecting. Uh, Pat TV, did you ever see the Purple Man X-Men episode? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Uh, B Metalhead 04, I would love to see a live-action Punisher go up against a superhuman foe. I know Frank works best fighting gangs. We've never seen a live-action Punisher be challenged by something outside of his comfort zone. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'd rather watch him be Punisher for a little while. Yeah. Uh, Danby 900, uh, three years ago, Lord and Miller signed a five-year mega deal with Sony, which involved making live-action Spider-Man TV series and went nowhere. They made the after party so far. The Silk Show wasn't made either. Yeah, weren't they making Silk for Amazon? I was going to mention that before. That fell off the face of the earth, and no one talked about that. Yeah, yeah, it did. We're, we're, We're too busy joining up with Bad Bunny to make El Muerto. You know, that guy who is in two issues... He I don't care about how many issues it is. Just stop. Stop. It's like a joke. It really is. Like, again, it's like, do you, do you guys not see what you look like to the greater, you know, public? Right? It's all about ego, man. Uh, Girk Pectus, I love Daredevil show, but I thought Electra was horrible. Great opportunity to recast her. Also, fix Typhoid Mary after Iron Fist disaster. No, Electra was great. And Typhoid Mary was one of the only things I liked about Iron Fist. I, I didn't even I don't even remember Typhoid Mary being in it. She was again, she wasn't quite her like crazy over the top stuff, but she was a lady who had disassociated personality disorder. She didn't have any of the power. God, it's been so fucking long since I've seen that. I don't remember. Yeah. either. No, uh, Max M. They waste so many great villains, but all they have introduced uh, all they all all they have to introduce some sort of mad scientist villain, bringing the old one back to life. Also make them more comic mm. accurate, like Purple Kilgrave. He doesn't have to be purple. Like, I'd like I, it though. I like him being purple, but like that was not a that was not a sticking point for me. Mm. Um but yeah, uh bring, bring I, back I, purple. I, I mean post green woman, I think you need purple man. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean listen, it's it's as long as they don't CG him, mm. you know, I'm fine. Um yeah, that'd be really cool. Come on, David, we'll spray paint you. Yeah, I don't know what they need to do to make that work, but they can do it. Uh, they'll find, they'll think, look, if they can make uh, Zoe Saldana green and make it really convincing and work, they can make David Tennant purple. Uh, but yeah, man, so like the, the Netflix shows, they have their own peaks and valleys. The, the, the good about the Netflix shows across the board, mature tone that treated the audience with respect in some ways, mm-hmm. uh, while also trying to maintain some authenticity of character. Yeah. Like I believed that like the Luke Cage we got, the Punisher, the Daredevil, um, not the Iron Fist, but like uh, Jessica Jones, we got those characters and we got an authentic ver- vision of those characters that was right. like that, that was, you know, rooted in its its history and, and worked. Um, the stories themselves were fairly engaging. Um, if a little drawn over- out. <laughs> yeah, a little drawn out. They had, a, they had good overarching plots, typically. Um, I was engaged throughout. Of course, I think the death of the Netflix shows was was largely in part to the fact that uh, uh, they were the the Netflix models. Yeah, yeah and we're they, talking about shows from 2015 to 2018. Christ, so it was during, that long ago. Yeah, it was during the heyday of of, of Comic Tube, when yeah. like anyone could make a channel about comic books or comic book related media and come out with like 100,000 subscribers, mm-hmm. except for us. Yeah, and, tell me about it. And. Um, you could you could make a killing just talking about those shows for the week 
and then it was over. It sure was. I mean, say what you want about the new Disney Plus model of basically being like, no, we're episodic. You get one a week to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's everyone's model now, right? I mean, it like, is. I know. It's funny Max, to think we went from bingeable to this again. Yeah. Well, because they were like, uh, I spent like $80 million on this thing and then it's over. I, I got to get something out of this. And people need to talk about it. I think people learn yeah. lesson except for Netflix, um, who only learns the wrong lessons every day. Sure does. Especially now. I'm surprised Netflix and Sony haven't teamed up since they have such a such a similar uh, uh, approach. Uh, but uh, I, anyway, I'm sure you saw the same article I did. Netflix is actually losing ground to uh, what is it? Amazon and uh, Disney Plus for like the first time ever in their whole existence. Yeah. And it'll continue to happen because what do they have? Nothing uh, that I can think of. Pat TV. The episode is called No Mutant is an Island. Okay, ah, cool. Right. I still have no idea. I don't know what version it, of the show you're talking about. It sounds familiar. Yeah. But uh, I I think I, I have hope for the for, for Daredevil on Netflix. I'm sorry, on, on Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> Again, say what you want about Netflix, but the name is synonymous with streaming. It's like, you know, I'm not playing video games. I'm playing Nintendo. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, like Netflix, uh, the shows themselves did a great job of casting and getting the character right. And I didn't have a problem with the Daredevil costume. I would like to see like a comic book accurate version at some point, or at least Likewise. a good interpretation. Same. Hopefully better than Mr. Fantastic. But uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm hopeful about it. I really want to see, and especially because we got three really dour seasons. It's, yes. it's one thing if it's like, we're doing, we're doing Daredevil. And then it's like, oh man, what version are they going to go with? Like they'll never do born again. But now it's like, no, they've done so. They've done three they seasons. Technically so did, dark so. and so good. Like, you can go ahead and do the Samney run. Like, yeah, you could do the old Mark Wade run. You could do the Kessel run. Like, <laughs> as long as it's less than poor 12 parsecs. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I have hope, but the Moon Knight thing really left a sour taste in my mouth. And Hawkeye itself was fun, but yeah. like oddly, like, I don't know. I was like, I, I didn't, I had fun with it, but Kingpin was like a joke. And I was really worried. Like, I was really excited for Kingpin. And then they were like, oh, and then he just physically shows up to fight her. And I'm like, yeah, why did he do that? <laughs> See, that was so out of left field. Like, I love that. The fact that he's wearing the family business red shirt and everything. And that that was D'Onofrio's idea, apparently. Was it really his idea? Okay. Apparently. I was like, why are you wearing that? Like, what, 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 what reference are we making here? And it's like, I don't know. Especially because it was in New York at the exact same time as the end of No Way Home, so no Spider Man. What the fuck? Yeah, looking uh, but, looking uh, like a big old Christmas pimp. Yeah, it was pretty dope. But uh, like, uh, but yeah, so amazing, Andy. Imagine them doing a Daily Bugle sitcom, them getting into crazy antics and trying to get news from the MCU. J.K. Simmons flexing his acting ability and world building. I, yeah, I'm man. Shocked no one has pitched that yet. Such a good idea. Uh, Girk Pectus. Everyone hated the hand in the show, but only because it didn't fit the gritty tone. Felt ridiculous if Disney makes it more fantastical. They might fit better. Maybe. See, That'd be fun. See, I didn't like the hand because I just thought they were lame. Not, yeah, because, they were lame. <laughs> not because they didn't match, but because they were genuinely pretty lame. Yeah. And, and that's the worst part, too, is that they really hitched their horse to the hand and all the lore stuff from Iron Fist, which means when Defenders came around, it's like, oh, no, you built this around the worst parts. Yeah, which is why they, like, take a minute out of the whole show to just slap him around and calling him a thundering dumbass. Yeah. They just hate him so much. They're like, we have to make this show and everybody's been building up to it. This is our Avengers, you asshole. Pretty much. Why weren't yeah. you better? 
Yeah, god damn it. Boy, boy, did we bet on the wrong horse. Yeah, Jordan Phil, I wish TV shows would quit doing less action because budget and then trying to come up with the story reasons for less action. The blackout during action, in my okay, in my opinion, was okay once, but after that, it was just boring. It was more like, I, I was like, I turned it into, it was more like a drinking game for me. Not like for me drinking, but just as a joke. You know, like, it's just like, oh, I bet, oh, look, a big action thing was coming up. Bet we don't see it. Oh, I was right. <laughs> Uh, Kingsport Cal, uh, new She-Hulk looks dope. Joel, what's up with comics in Canada? The last Ronin back issue episode was tight. Uh, Moon Knight was so disappointing. I love that character. Uh, okay, starting with you, Joel, uh, what's up uh, with comics in Canada? Eh, not much. It's the same as what's going on there. Or... I mean, I mean yeah, with the exchange right there, sometimes, yes. Uh, man, I haven't gone to like a physical store again in like three years, which is a shame because I missed out on the free comic book stuff this year. Mm, but, yeah. you know. It is what it is. I'm doing the digital thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, George McKay, Christmas pimp. (laughs) I call it. You can have it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Somebody asked if somebody said the Daily Bugle is a YouTube and TikTok series. Is it really or is it not? Like, I know that, like, they used it for promotion. I didn't know there was actually a show. Uh, In which case, that's pretty funny and probably how it should be. Yeah, Yash Kapoor, uh, I hope the new series isn't movie-like and it's (laughs) 16-9. I mean... I, I I don't really care about aspect ratios as long as it's not distracting. Likewise, but, uh, but I, I I also hope that it's like that it's good. I like, know I for some it's people stable. it's a real bone of contention aspect ratios. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's just this uh, somebody sent me a message that was like apparently at the in the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie, which yes, is which like, came out today. Came out today. There's a booth at the con for Ugly Sonic. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. Ugly Sonic is all over this apparently. The, I didn't the, the know shitty that. one that the internet may change. Oh yeah. Apparently the movie is wall to wall animation jokes and references. It's like Roger Rabbit for the 2020s. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Oh, and Roger Rabbit is in it too, by the way. I saw I saw him in the trailer. Because that's totally what they're riffing on. This is a modern day take on Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yeah. which in the back of my mind, I'm like, hey, if you're doing modern Roger Rabbit, shouldn't it be bonkers? Yeah. But <laughs> no, because Disney owns Roger Rabbit. That's but, right. Yeah. Uh, Polaris, thanks for your money. And we'll see you guys next time with another episode. Uh, let us know in the comments down below. What are your thoughts on uh, this Daredevil Netflix thing, or the Daredevil Disney Plus thing, and do you expect, or do you have any high expectations, or are you just kind of like mitigating them? I hope you do. I I honestly, I'm going to try and mitigate my expectations as far as this is concerned, but like, I think there's some hope. I I do be fine. I think it will surprise us. I I hope so, man. I think because on the end of the day, it doesn't have anything to do, like, it has to do with the creative team. Like everything, yeah. yeah so yeah, as yeah. long as they 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 maintain a story that is like structured and embraces the format, knows how to work within it, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get something really cool. And I want it to be a little different. I want it yeah. to be not the Netflix show. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's scary. a recipe for disaster if you just try and do the Netflix stuff over again, right? Uh, but uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and join us over on youtube.com slash pop and watch Last Ronin on Back Issues. And, of course, go to youtube.com slash Joel for more Cape Joel goodness. And we'll see you guys here on Pop Returns. Don't forget to catch us on Monday nights where Tiffany and I talk about new comic books that are coming out and recommending books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Hey. And, of course, more Elseworlds Exchange and Good, Bad, and Ugly, which we will shoot another episode for probably in the next two weeks or so. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys later.
Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.